Grain. Get me Brackage. Instagram. Discord. Wes Anderson Wes sucks. Anderson. Spike Jones sucks bad. What, no Q&A? Josh Sapke. M. Night Shyamalan. But it's time to admit you are a fan of the Iron Pack. These guys are liberal filmmakers. They cannot be trusted. We are watching Mean Girls. We got Ion Pack. We got uh, Tony Hawk is in the house. If your agent calls me in any way whatsoever, you're fired from the film. I always wear this bucket hat when I'm directing. Left-wing politics. This is a film. I was right. obsessed with trash. The movie's trash, you know? We're in New York City, and you'll never make it in this business. Never make a movie? Why do we have to see his fucking name in the movie? I, I'm crazy about sound podcast. You don't see a film and say, Joe Schmo did the fucking food. I don't make movies, I make films. I go mentally ill. He hasn't made a fucking good film in 25 years. Rub Vaseline on the lens. Rogue Packer. Reduced black ratio. As a filmmaker, he is nothing. A zero. He's a, a pig piece of shit. You are a creative, you get it. Make out with girls. Let the creative people talk to the money people. There's a whole group of guys who pretend to be making special films. really good we're back doing a solo pod by popular demand you spoke and we are responding mm -hmm. wait okay. what did you want to start it off with we're giving you the goods boys and girls <laughs> ladies and germs here we are just us talking is this really that much better than us talking to paul schrader or basically him talking for 95 percent of the time and us saying like five things over the course of an hour and a half it's um it requires both. It's the duality of the pod. It is the duality of pod. The duality of pod. The response to Schrader has been heat. It's been really heat. Actually, maybe that's a good place to start. It's like maybe reframing how the end of that pod ended. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so true. Maybe not reframing it, but like there was a, a noticeable silence. Or maybe not a silence, but like a, a shift in the energy when I realized that Schrader was, in fact, not sober at all. Mm-hmm. There was maybe this hope inside me that, oh, if this guy's still kicking and still pumping stuff out, he must have, like, squashed his demons back in the day. Yeah. Or, like, ha there's no way that he could still be a lot because, you know, we lose so many people to drug addiction or alcoholism mm -hmm. early if they're going that hard. Um, I was just under the assumption that I was like, oh, he's he's probably better to some degree. But lo and behold, he is not. <laughs> well, still, still going hard. And this is something that... Uh good friend of the pod chris has said that i've big show was a huge chris collie big shouts um the biggest of shouts maybe the biggest of all yeah good guy great um guy. as good as it gets really. Legend, legendary king drummer um he was essentially just saying like you so uh 
a legendary musician who has gotten a lot of shit kind of behind the scenes for being impossible, impossible to deal with in any kind of creative or professional way because of his drug addiction and people just saying he's hopeless. And I was talking about how bummed I was because I was such a fan that it sucks to hear that he was so self-destructive. Mm -hmm. And Chris was saying like, yeah, but that's like the standard that you're applying to your own life. Right. It works for him. He, like all these people who are coming at him, he made better records than they could ever dream of making. And yeah. you kind of have to accept that certain people that they're just like, they have their shit that they can't get over. You can't let that kind of seep into your own kind of morality that you hold yourself no, to. I, I agree. But at what expense? Like um, there's clearly like a physical expense of addiction that people go through. It's weird. I mean, like I, th this is the reason I didn't really respond to Schrader being like, no, like I go to, you know, I'm going to the liquor store to finish this. Um, because I because I wasn't really passing judgment. I was like, oh wow, fair enough. Like facts. No, like, that, I yeah, I guess that's, that's really is what I'm saying. It's like you can't judge things. That's what Chris was saying. I mean, like you can't judge people like that. You because look, it clearly is working for them in some way. It's sure it's it's not the healthiest way for them. Yeah, but it's why they're making such incredible work. It or, or why they're making such incredible work is because they have their system. They stick to it. It's like something you can't apply to your own life. And you know, if I was friends, close friends with these people as a friend, mm -hmm. I would want to help them. I think what you're talking about is like the functional addict, which is like yeah, is yeah. something I've sort of been preoccupied with. Since right, it's just this thing sober. of like you, certain people you might have to accept things like that. Yeah, and you have to accept like maybe that will affect my potential personal relationship with them. But it's like the way that they function. It's the way that they can do what they are meant to do comfortably, and you kind of have to like push it outside of your realm of judgment well uh, somebody else reached out and they were like how did how do you really feel about what he said at the end and like the answer to that is that because there is like there's just a shift in tone where you know we're talking to paul schrader there's like a a real tone of like admiration and not that like it shifted away from admiration but it was sort of like something dawned on me i was like whoa okay so like you know because that's a struggle if somebody's like you know drinking to get things done or like doing drugs to be creative that could that can work, but that's also like not an easy life. No, of course. I that's think what it I'm dawned saying. on me that I was like, oh shit, you he's, can't apply he's it to your own life. War. You can't be like, well, then maybe I should do that. Yeah, no, or, that's, that's or maybe that means I, there's no hope for me. I'm trying to stay sober. That means this is just what happens. It's 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 not true at all. I'm just saying like, not everyone is the same, and well, what certain people are just yeah, kind of doomed in this way, and you kind of have to accept it and just hope that they can do it in the least destructive way possible. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, what he said that I think was true is he was like, did you feel kind of lonely after he said that? And I was like, yeah, that's actually a good way of putting it. Because mm. sometimes I think when you idolize someone and you really look up to them and like how they live or like you try and like emulate parts of their life so that it affects your work or creative work well. And you're oftentimes like looking to someone who's older and really successful and goaded like Paul Schrader to be like, how did you get here? And if they're offering something to you that you know is already bad for you, there is a loneliness that comes in because it's like, oh, damn, like you don't I, I can't really take much from this because like I guess I'm walking my own different lonelier road or lonely as relative to Paul because it's like, oh, we're on we're on a separate path t toward what we're doing. Yeah, I would say but I would counter argue that Paul's path is lonelier. Because that's what I'm saying. Where oh, certain think, people yeah. are just it's doomed. the loneliest path. Yeah, no, but lonely in the sense that we couldn't relate in that moment. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. But that's his is the less relatable path, I would say. Well, not in the not in the long history of <laughs> drug addicted and alcoholic artists. Well, no, but most people want to. No, it is a lonely better themselves and like better their relationship to the people around them. And yeah, not be a burden on the people around them by succumbing to their like selfish addiction. You know that. Yeah, kind of no, 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 that's no, like the standard path for sobriety, which makes sense. And that is what obviously I'm. That is what you should want. But yeah, I'm just saying, it's like certain people. No, but of course it would have been. Doomed. It's funny that I assumed that he was sober because it's like almost easier. Because it's easier for me in my path to be like, oh, like if someone's successful, that must mean that they're trying to do what I'm doing. Yeah, and there was, there's this moment where I was like, oh, right, not everyone is like me. Yeah, I wonder if I'm even explaining this properly because I don't want to say like Schrader's doomed. I mean, he's a goat, and he's like. Fine. No, well, here's the but real problem is that like... Like doomed is too extreme of words, is what I'm saying. This is my but. problem with AA also is that like part of me obviously is like, oh my God, like I, I could offer him some easier path or like the, I know the right way to do this, but mm-hmm. that's sort of the entitlement of programs like AA and NA that I don't agree with because they're like, our way is right. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to tell Paul Schrader that my way is right? What the fuck? This is like podcast yeah. guy coming to his yeah. house telling him that I, it's like, I know the answer. <laughs> it's like, I've got the yeah. answer suddenly. Right. Well, most people, the vast majority of people relating to other people and, and, and getting advice from other, like that's all good stuff. You want to connect with the people around you. That's like the point of life. Yeah. You don't want to live for yourself. In fact, that's like the worst possible life imaginable. Yeah. So you want to be able to connect and relate and, and mm-hmm. aid other people, be aided by other people, yeah. et cetera. But uh, you, for certain people, you have to just kind of accept, you have to meet them where they are and just accept that that's how it is. No, and that, that is the moment that I was having. I was just like, honestly, I was like, just like respect. I guess that's mm-hmm. just where Paul's at. It did make me a little sad though. I was like, oh no, Damn. of course. It's not like, it, it is sad, yeah. but I'm just, like, I don't know. Well, it's like Abel too. Like I, it's like yeah. I don't know where Abel's at, but there was like a moment of like, damn, he's still kicking. Like, is he still going hard? Like, what is? Like, I'm always trying to get a sense of like how people are dealing with, you know, dancing with the devil or you know, trying to fend off the devil. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird, interesting thing. Because it, it's honestly, it's always something I resisted when I was getting sober. I was like, I'm suspicious that I can be as creative without this stuff i mean irony being that is like the only time i was ever creative was after i got sober but it's something deeper in me and maybe it's just like the addiction talking was like not like basically what paul said is like what the devil inside my head is always telling me yeah which is why it was a little scary but it's because it's like it's because it's also working for him so i don't know i don't think there's any answer to this yeah i don't need i guess quandary but what i don't know i i now now that i've said it out loud i feel like weird about it because i don't want to be like you know, obviously people hear this thing, this kind of thinking, and then they're like, oh, well, I'm actually like a, such a sigma that I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm exactly. going to be this like renegade. That's why I want to bring it's it up. It's not an aspirational we, thing. It's not, it's not an, that exactly. I just didn't want it to le- to let it sit there from the last pod. Cause it is sort of where we ended off. Like the last thing you say in the recording is damn, was that too dark a note to end on? <laughs> And I actually having like a week removed from it, it kind of was. (laughs) I was like, it is. No, it was really dark. It is dark. I didn't even bring it up in a way to be because I thought he was sober too. Yeah. It just seemed like. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, I don't know. It's not aspirational and. um, Beyond that aspirational, you know, there's people who love to. 
even in a subconscious way, glorify their own self-destruction. They like to think like, no, I know it's not aspirational, but I'm just so fucked up. Yeah. It's like, I'm the, the, so the dark. secret pain thing. Yeah, but and people think there's some kind of, ro- especially people who are like into movies and shit. Yeah. They like watch movies about this kind of shit and then they think it's like this romantic movie protagonist to be like so dark. It's not. It, yeah. It's like there's zero glory in it. There's like zero romance in it. It's just lonely and bad. Well, I think and that's the problem for bad me. Bad for the other, like, for, not is, just for you. Bad for the people around you. I think it. I think it is to an addict pretty romantic. Like part of the reason I loved, like yeah, but it's romantic because of a narrative that doesn't exist. Yeah, and no, I, I, in reality, it's not romantic. I think there is, like, I'm attracted to the romanticization. Like in Requ- like when I saw Requiem when I was young, and then like heaven knows what, I was like, even though heaven's not really romantic, there is. I don't know. There is a romance in seeing it portrayed in movies. People love to think that they're like the tortured outsider. That's what everyone wants to think. And it's, um, what I'm saying is the actual tortured outsider, the actual one, is not a movie protagonist. Yeah. There's someone who like hurts everyone close to them. Yeah. And hurts themselves and is, so you are against against it then? Yeah, I'm against it, of course. But I'm saying like you have to accept some people. Uh, no, I'm I saying do. it's I, like, I and you, then sometimes those people make the best work. Yeah. But you have to like, and some, and there's no way around it. And it's just that's how like there's no fixing them. Well, I think the question it's like is, the Kurt Cobain thing. It's like you know what I mean. The Was question, there a way out for him? I Probably know. not. But the question is like, do you get involved or not? It's a question I ask myself all the time. It's like because like there's like I don't know there's like a thing in AA which like isn't a bad thing but it's sort of like oh you need to reach out to that person they need help and I've always resisted that because I'm like what gives me the right to tell them that they need help like they they can figure that out but also there's also cases where like yeah then somebody like re- like ODs or something that's like oh if only somebody had reached out you know that's what I'm saying if I was friends with these people I would try to help but yeah. you have to kind of I don't know I would consider but, but also you can still be a great artist and makes one of the best artists and yeah. not be like this it's doesn't it's not required everyone wants to be the tortured soul you don't have to be like that well i think that's why i found a lot of solace in lynch as an old man yeah because, exactly like, i don't even know that he's dead sober or anything but he's like clearly like a, a spiritually living man yeah like he's i mean i guess he smokes himself to death but it's probably not yeah. as bad as like fucking you know he's not like doing lines yeah <laughs> yeah i and I mean that's the his rubber clown suit thing. That's uh, that's what, what I'm saying. What is that again? The suffocating rubber clown suit of like depression. Oh right. Is that people? He basically saying the same thing. People romanticize that. They think it's required to make good work, and it's actually the complete opposite. It is the opposite. Is once you get out of that is when you can finally fully realize yourself. The, For the yeah. most part, almost all cases, I would say that's true. Well, the thing that I that really helped me getting sober with the problem of like being an artist or being creative was this idea that like I was into uppers like doing uppers like doing some form of speed like made me think that I was a genius or like made me think that I was being creative just by existing like it kind of tricked my body into feeling like I'm making something all I would do is just like listen to like justice yeah. Or Sebastian, I'd be like, I'm a genius. Well, no, but this I'm is, the French touch guy. But it's true. But <laughs> you know I mean? Especially in a kind of like mood board culture of kind of looking at people as aesthetics. Yeah. Everyone, all artists like want to be Kurt, Elliot Smith. They want to be that, that guy. It's not, that's not good. You can be fascinated and love their work and like yeah. feel for them and all this kind of stuff. But you, that, that 
that aspiration is just like very self-serving. It's bad. It's like not how you actually make good work. Well, here's something we can take a pretty strong stance against. This may be our first political opinion we're ever going to, you know, for the first time state on the pod. Mm -hmm. Um, It has to do with marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's like a, there's a whole new, uh, whole new species in New York City. Um, And it's their potheads. And uh, (laughs) I think it's, there's one thing. I don't know how new it is. There's one thing that's a cancer on the city. It's the uh, decriminalization of, of marijuana. Yeah, bring so it back. We've we've talked about this. make it illegal. We no, we've just been talking about recriminalizing it, and <laughs> I just think maybe, uh, yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, it no, but I, we're obviously joking a little bit, but there's there is this thing related to what you were just talking about of like people getting into this zone where they think their you know their ego is bloating and they're sort of becoming in love with their own sort of mm-hmm. mindless ideas and like the and smoking weed i think is like the worst culprit of this people blaze like the pothead philosopher thing like people blaze and start yeah. thinking that yeah they really think they're saying something that they're not they think they're on some steve jobs shit yeah like, cuz <laughs> obviously coke is very similar um but coke but it's so it goes away yeah that it's clearly like oh that person's on drugs pot has this like has the advantage of like oh but you're being chill about it you're like you're you're transcending in a chill way right i I guess what i'm really trying to say and this is definitely i weed definitely influences this type of thinking in people i've noticed um people just want to be too like lone wolf sigma uh yeah, they want to be the best. Um, that's not a good aspiration. You should. It's about something bigger than you. That's if you want to actually be not just a good artist, but like a good functioning member of society. Yeah. You have to be living and working for more than yourself. And even though I'm the last person to like put on for God or whatever, I, this is related to that in believing in something. I mean, to me, like art is the God or whatever. Or like the thing you're making is the thing that you should be in service to, not yourself. There's this, I, I think there's this idea yeah. seeping back into culture where like the ego is prized again as like, you know, you, you're the best or like you're, you know, you're inflating to this place where like you become Muhammad. Um, <laughs> Literally. And that's, and we'd, we'd really. <laughs> like especially weed and Adderall you're in trouble <laughs> yeah it's true yeah it, it's weird uh, there's I mean I don't know it's a it's very competitive it's very hard to make money now harder than ever so people that kind of just uh, that competitiveness more than ever obviously art was always competitive but yeah it being like about survival essentially mm-hmm. more than ever yeah uh it does make people way more selfish. Obviously, that's like kind of no avoiding it, but it's it's bad. I don't see anyone really realizing that you have to try to move away from that. I was thinking about this from just watching Brad Schmel's, uh Hustle Report. Yeah. Where he's just talk, he was, you know, kind of mapping out the history of um, these influencer, like Instagram things, yeah. self help guys and, yeah. and just grind set hustle guys. That that like style thinking actually is just everywhere. Even it's like, funny because I used to like a lot of that shit when I was younger. <laughs> Where it just like it gave me some sort of like compass. But yeah, it's like trying to inspire people, but what it inspires them to just be only in it for themselves. It inspires a bunch of knuckleheads. Yeah, exactly. it really does. It really does. There's a lot of knucklehead pothead philosopher. Culture. It was. It does wake. It does like snap people into shape, which you could say is a good thing, but not if it's in this really. 
dark, self-serving way. That's as just far as I go, I'll say just to take responsibility for yourself. Like, yeah, word. You just take responsibility for like your successes and failures, and just try to try to do your best. Don't try to be the best. Yeah, do your best. Yeah. We're living in a society. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's well, about other other people around you as well. You need to be like a good part the of the senior, people around you. The seniorest shit. Exactly. Coming back to our classic shit. Well, the irony being that, like, the loneliest road is to put all of that weight on your shoulders to be number one to some degree. Like, that actually, it, you're just not going to end up feeling great at the no, end. That's of what I'm day. saying. It's just, it's not rewarding. It's not romantic. There's, like, it's only romantic to you. It's similar to drugs in that, like, this is only, like, the experience that you're having of, like, your ego inflating and, like, you becoming this genius. It's, like, that's it, only happening for you. No one else thinks that. Everybody thinks you're being annoying at the point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it reminds me of being, like, 14 and thinking I was, like, so much more enlightened than all the jocks around me. I think about it with that would be at the party the of being, like, oh, man, like, no one understands <laughs> me. It was, like, some emo shit. It's, like, get over that. We're all adults now. Yeah. This is actually, like, a 14-year-old style thinking. I really think this, too, because I thought it in the when we did the Cave marathon because there's that moment where he goes to meet Slut Machine at the party and she was like but he but he was like but she was distanced from me because she was on mushrooms like I find that when people are on mushrooms but then similarly he talks about like he smokes pot to get on his kids level and I'm like he doesn't realize that like he's not getting on his kids level he's actually more distanced from his children he's like he's like distancing himself from gaining access to just like interacting with his children yeah in, in a normal way yeah. He just thinks it's like, oh, I'm like becoming dumber, like kids. I don't know. It's just right. like it's, it's a false, it's a false message, in my opinion. Well, I think what he's trying to do, and again, maybe I should take my own advice and not judge people. Maybe weed does really do good things for some people. Just we can't really. Anytime I talk to somebody who's smoked I mean, pot, I, agree. I immediately know. I'm like, you're blazed right now, right? They're always like, yep. And I'm like, I kind of like give up on interact, like connecting with them for the next few hours because yeah. I'm just like, all right, you're you're doing that then. It, it there it, it's just it does distance you. I think maybe if there's any, I don't know, just like positive, valid thing to gain from that experience is that like I think it, you can engage with yourself in a way that might be interesting like i think it, the way in which it turns mm. you inward can be uh yeah that's true generative to some degree but I, th I do think it brings you away from people you're right though schrader schrader is actually probably more alone than i felt in that moment yeah definitely because he needs the juice mm -hmm. he needs the sauce just don't get lost in the sauce paul moving on <laughs> to palm door court well, this week well <laughs> I, one thing i want to say yeah do it maybe this is uh too negative but uh-oh um, you're being negative <laughs> but so talking about thinking about the palm door core discussion we were yep. having mm -hmm. and then thinking about and i, I rewatched first reformed twice wow because i love it so much it's that and good i was in a schrader mood in the words of uh friend of the pod jeff reckley the greatest american film of the past 10 years i think i agree i think i agree. tree of life is, is close but it's definitely up there um and it just, it, I feel so good afterwards. I'm like, here's a, it just does everything right. Yeah. It kind of has the, the way that it's like a political slash cultural movie of its moment, but inside of a bigger movie mm -hmm. is like just so well done. It, there's, there's, it's, this is literally the Brisson shit's what he would say. It's a movie that you can feel before you think about. Yes. Um, and th all of that kind of stuff. It's like, yes, this is exactly what we're missing. But then yeah. I realized like, but it took, 
someone like Schrader, yeah. who's like almost 80 years old and has this long career, to make something like this. Maybe this actually isn't hopeful for the future of movies. This is actually its last dying breath. It's, it's, that's a strong black pill, but I kind of agree. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is. Because I, like my it initial like, reaction, I was like, no, there are. there's still great shit it took him a career in hollywood that's what i'm saying but there. but it's there's it's not really what's being made by new filmmakers it's taking schrader to make something like that oh i mean it's it i don't find that i, I think the movie's great i don't find the movie to be hopeful though because i also think that its outlook on the world is quite bleak like uh, you, know, you know i actually think it's it's where i always thought it was actually a really optimistic movie it just it's pretty it wasn't bleak, beating you over the head it, it was being secretly optimistic yeah um, Did you change your tune on that? Well, after talking to him, I was like, well, maybe he's, he seems not that optimistic. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> he did say, he's like, oh, there's still good films. Like, he said something like that, and I was like, what? Did, like, what? Yeah. Blonde? No. <laughs> I mean, we haven't <laughs> we seen Blonde. See it, we should watch it. I doubt that that's it. But um, Do you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. I was like, well, maybe it is bleaker than I thought. I don't know. I kind of think First Reformed is um, some kind of... Uh, uh, the optimism in it is in the kind of human spirit. Uh, that's a better way to phrase that. But the way in which Ethan Hawke's character is discouraging um, the guy who kills himself yeah. from yeah, 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 his thing of we shouldn't have kids. And, all, and like clearly Ethan Hawke's character is kind of saying something he doesn't really believe in. Mm -hmm. But the way I watch that movie is by the end... It's yeah. showing that that spirit is true, and it's like yeah. human nature, human emotion. No, that's love, true. Love, blah blah blah. They're these very sensual things. Yeah, triumph over these kind of outlooks and like trying to make sense of the world around you. Yeah, it's kind of like they will always win. Yeah, that was what. I, but then, yeah, again, talking to him, I was like, well, maybe that's a completely wrong interpretation because it doesn't really seem to be his vibe. <laughs> No, that's true. You know that actually mean? is a good segue into. I know you didn't see this, but I'll I'll talk about it briefly. But what I liked about Stars at Noon, the new Claire Denis movie, mm. which a lot of people don't like, or they're like, "Oh, it's trash." Um, but there is a freedom given in that movie. To I mean, she's just such a like sensual, sexual filmmaker that I don't know something unlocks in her filmmaking style. I mean, the movie's like essentially like soft core porn <laughs> in Nicaragua with Margaret Qualley and this guy alwyn um but there's something in i mean it's not kind of like what i find in malik movies where by the way i'm gonna give it a shout it's pretty low on the scale like it definitely is basically bad but i it was still like some of the most fun i've had watching a movie this year just because she's such an interesting filmmaker um but there's i don't know there's just like so many shots of people's like limbs and skin and it's mm -hmm. just it's so fleshy and sensual i'm just like this is so much this is such a better experience for me as a watcher than that as like an audience member rather than watching a movie like triangle of sadness where i'm i'm being beat over the head with an idea mm -hmm. that we've that has been made quite a bit already so should um, we talk about triangle of sadness well i actually want to incorporate our rating into the title of triangle of sadness which is dun, 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 triangle of sucks badness. <laughs> you already know we hated this fucking piece of shit. I don't know. I mean, I actually think it was really brave that some a filmmaker was <laughs> dared to say the quiet parts out loud that no one is willing to take a risk to say. No one 
no one in culture, no one in art is brave enough to try to speak out against the evils of capitalism. It's and crazy that nobody's made a movie about class yet. Like, it's, it's really the, crazy. It's, it's really one. crazy how daring it is because no one will give you money to make a movie about that. It's really hard to convince people to give you money. Even crazier is to win to the make a movie against for making money. for making points about this. Exactly. Stuff. No crazy. one will give you money. Nuts. No one will give you awards. No one will then give you more money for your next movie. There's absolutely no careerist aspect to making a movie that dares to call out the big capitalist pigs. It's really brave. No, you and know no what's crazy also it. is that I was just like, wow, we we see none of this in culture. Not even TV shows. There's no TV sh- shows about like no one's rich, about, about like rich people. You know, there's just no about like yeah, running like a media conglomerate like like Fox or something. Yeah, it's also was like really clever that the socialist like alcoholic Woody Harrelson character was actually hypocritical. <laughs> no one's ever made that point before. Fuck off. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever made the point that both sides are bad. No one's ever talked about that. It's really brave. It's really insightful. Packers and Heads in the Age of Parasite and Succession. Um, Triangle of Sadness did not do it for us. Um, and also, it was just so on point to make some of the horrible, stuffy, evil, rich caricatures, to make two of them arms dealers. I that think, was like so insightful. I actually think Triangle of Sadness took it to the next level because I think even in movies like Parasite and or a TV show like Succession, there's at least some dynamic quality to the characters. I was like, wow, this is the, it's mm. going full cartoon mode. It, with it, this. it was so what it is. Um, Let's be clear. We went to the Alamo with a with a closed heart on this. We really, I tried. really didn't want to. I, we I, walked and we're like, all right, look. I don't we're like. De- we're deter- I it. was sort of determined to hate it, but I was like, you know what? That is the wrong. That's like everything I criticize. I I want to enjoy this movie. Mm. And I also a- didn't know what it was about. I purposefully was like. All right, new Palm Door. If I read about it, I'm gonna get a horrible taste in my mouth. I'm just gonna like go in totally blind, and I did. I know. I'm glad you didn't watch the trailer. I was like, yeah, I probably couldn't have convinced you to come to the theater. Um, um, within the first five ten minutes, where it's just like Balenciaga name drop, like roast of like fashion, gay culture, and like the superficiality. So what was the point of that? Yeah, just like to be like. Look I was at this actually glad that the movie wasn't all like that because I was like, oh my! I actually I know. was like, I might have to leave if it's gonna be this style shit for the rest of the three hours or whatever. Uh, yeah, well, if you couldn't tell, I was being sarcastic. I give this a big old sucks bad. This is exactly the same movie that everyone makes. Ironically, it's the most capitalist move imaginable to make a movie like this because it's what gets funded. It's what makes very wealthy people who think they're cultured and tuned into the arts feel like they're really smart because they get the most obvious, barely... It's like it's like not even a metaphor. It's just like no, rich no, no, people this, being evil. At least Parasite was like trying <laughs> right. to do something. I was like, yeah. wow, there's really zero idea Yeah, it's like here. I was about to be... It's another one of these puzzle movies, these just like easy, like grade, like kindergarten level puzzles where it's just blatant. This this represents this. This represents this. Everyone feels cultured and smart Nothing putting it together. Nothing represented anything. It was just like the yeah. rich people were literally the rich people and the poor people were literally the worker. It was just like, oh, yeah, it just it was, is well, this. And like, what if the roles are reversed? Because, uh, yeah, it's like... Uh, uh, it was so obvious. If there's another it was, movie, I couldn't believe it. No, it's a new rating we're adding. If there's another movie like this, it's always just triangle sucks badness. <laughs> <laughs> it's not sucks badness. So it's a true. specific type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I the, couldn't believe it. It's so like just making them arms deal. It just was so obvious. Complaining about like yeah, their own the sales are grenade. dirty. Yeah, it's spoiler just alert: so, the hand grenade, the hand grenade that they produced, killing them. It's just oh like my God. it's unbelievable. It was just so what it is. I couldn't even believe it. I I really I don't enjoy hating on stuff or pissing on stuff this much. But as soon as it ended, I was like, here we go. There's this. There, there's just nothing there. There's absolutely no room to dream in movies not, like not this. A, not not a not a centimeter to dream there's zero there's nothing no space for me in this two hours and 30 minutes i couldn't i was was shocked i was honestly shocked the whole woody housing thing was some reason so fucking annoying to me i remember my i was like one of the only people that didn't like the square when it came out and i felt pretty alone with that and i was like huh it felt kind of obvious to me but like yeah maybe it was fun it had justice in it like that's what it makes me miss poverty porn to this like uh i was like maybe we should parody of the like yeah i know (laughs) nomadland was way better than this you saw it yeah was it heat it was fine it's definitely not heat. yeah it wasn't heat but it was like definitely way better than this i have no idea who made that who made that movie forget some girl I have zero concept of who made um, that movie. It's uh, it's not like offensively obvious and terrible though. It there's like you know what I mean. It's not this. I I should give shouts though to Bong Joon Ho for Parasite because there at, le- at least in his case is a degree of self parody or like knowing what he's doing. Like what I told you when I saw that Q and A he did for Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. His vibe was very like trollish. He was like, "Yeah, I'm trolling American audiences with what they love to yeah. consume." I Not do that think that you makes give people any... a little too much credit for that because you were saying that about Jordan Peele too. I was like, "I don't know, dude. I think it's no." Just we watched. Bad. It's all about the Q and A's for me. I watched the Q and A with Jordan Peele with you afterwards, and I was like, "Yeah, maybe he doesn't really. He, he actually kind of thinks this." Yeah, he's yeah. Ruben Ostlon is like I. I'm, this guy is like actually looking at the picture of him after I was like, look at. The, we always do this. We're like, if we hate something, like we like kind of like study a photo of the guy who made it, and we're like, let's see, like, do we fuck with this or not? <laughs> so there's something about Ruben's face where it's sort of like, oh, he doesn't. He's just like he doesn't really know. He seems kind of like goofy and like. Yeah. I mean, it's weird though, because like obviously I do have to give some shouts. Like obviously the movie's like, quote unquote, well made to some degree or something, or like Butters. their face. It is Butterface. No, but it's not even like that. It just it doesn't even look that good. I'm just saying that like the filmmaking. I'm like, yeah, it's competent filmmaking. But I actually was I was surprised that the the second part of the movie where it's going like irreversible mode and like the camera's like diagonal the whole time and like the ship is doing Titanic shit and it's like, you know what I mean? Everything's like tilted the whole time. Yeah, it was annoying. I was surprised. I was like, wow, this is like one of the least enjoyable things I've watched in this movie. I like oh, wanted God. to... That, it was, it was that br- sequence... Horribly brutal. I mean, yeah, I guess we've already been spoiling it, but more spoilers. Yeah, more spoilers. Tell them about your, your music moment. That, well, that whole... There's a whole sequence um, in that middle part of everyone on the ship getting sick and like throwing up and having diarrhea and then the toilets Ugh. overflow and are like shooting poop everywhere. I was like, first so of all... dumb. Like, what? Like... Oh God! The amount of people who will soy face over that gives me makes fills me with rage, and they soundtrack this scene with "New Noise" by Refused, one of my all-time favorite songs from one of my all-time favorite records. And uh, and there was a moment where you were like, "Oh, this could be Heat." Well, yeah, it's like one of my favorite songs of all time. I would love to have seen in a movie. Um, Yeah, I always thought that. And yeah, they're just sound using like. Hardcore song to soundtrack like poop flying out of the toilets onto rich people. I was like, which Ew. is which is very teh. What you should teh. explain. Yeah, it was, here's a concept that we've never introduced. So there's a concept called teh. <laughs> teh. So there was a guy we went to college with, great guy. Um, 
he was just uh you know tatted up like kind of aggressive guy yeah. really funny but he loved to say kind of like epic bacon kind of shit yeah. and then he would always do this little laugh afterwards going Tah. Tah. he'd be like dude i was like when i was a kid i like would just fuck around like rail a bunch of speed Tah. <laughs> yeah just like that kind yeah. of shit and it just became a concept that was somehow universally relatable if you if someone says something in that particular epic bacon cadence yeah um you're like that was te everyone knows what you're talking about everyone understands that laugh Ruben Ostlund using the refuse what if like what if we just like play some hardcore and like shoot what shit if they're all rich throwing people, up and there's shit going everywhere <laughs> it's like the fuse song playing <laughs> <laughs> It, no, and he something that's interesting about him is that like I remember part of the reason I was like felt a kinship with the square when it came out was like oh they're using like Genesis by Justice in the trailer I should see this movie and then it, it's in the movie and it it kind of suffered from a classic thing which is that like the the song that's used in the trailer is somehow not hitting in the movie yeah like somehow the sound mix fucks it up or like it's not yeah but they also like were splicing it so it was like going in and out of like some instrumental version and the real yeah. one but so like wasn't actually they'd never actually let the song build that whole that song's kind of the entire thing is just like a build, and, and he also has the it, leg it just, up. Ruined the complete momentum being of it. European oh. to or like you just well, have Swedish. There's Swedish, Swedish band. That's you know. It, it's well, I felt like oh, using Justice is next level. I was like, actually, that song had been out for ten years when the Square came out, and like in this case, like Refuse is like a huge band in. Yeah, Sweden. they're like the biggest punk band from. Sweden. So it's like so actually, it's like, yeah, this actually is not it's that not, next level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would have been sick if an American used Refuse. It's like kind of obvious. It was yeah. like he picked the main punk band to add like a punk song i have to give i have to tip my hat to you though because you really got me as the movie ended because like we I, I i knew i was like curtis must have hated this um but you <laughs> juked me out for a second and you were like i gotta be honest dude and i was like oh no he i was like fuck i was like he liked it well, dude. you were like and you were like you have to you have to admit it's really brave and we just start dying <laughs> laughing like everyone in the theater looking at us. <laughs> I mean no one's saying the quiet parts out loud like that. It's it's you know it's really ballsy move to be the one person to dare to I speak out against the, capitalism. I want to give big shouts to the handsome bull in it though. He's fire. Yeah, well that was the whole opening sequence um after the Balenciaga shit of the couple fighting over money, I thought was really good. I still didn't really know what the movie was about. So His I was name's like, Harris Dickinson, handsome bull. I was Look, like, this looks is like a, Theo. Yeah, so true. You know what I mean, Theo vibes. Um, I was like, this is actually like kind of this is funny. It's like a realistic fight dynamic. I thought the acting was really, really good from both of them. No, no, I, no, I that, was like, this that's is when good. I was on board with the movie. I was like, okay, this is actually kind of. But then, of course, it all comes back because their whole fight is over money. Yeah. It's like also, capitalism. It's like a comment on capitalism. Then they were having a fight about how he didn't want to uh, just be the, the typical male role of paying yeah. for everything because he didn't believe in traditional roles. And then that was a foreshadowing of how when they're on exactly. the island, the poor became the rich and the yeah. rulers became the servants. What if the roles were reversed? It, it's it's funny. Even it's before like I realized nonsense. it was a plot device, I I did start being like, uh, like, because I was like, oh, this is well acted, and this is like a cool, like I've I've been there with the check, and then I was like, actually, low key, this is like the most basic possible shit to like write fiction about. It's yeah. like the check. I was like, I've been watching fiction written about who pays the check for like three decades. Right. The so, actual fight was, was, was it was just the acting was so good that I I was in it until I realized that it was a cheap plot device. We gotta give big shouts to the, the girl too who passed away. Yeah. Um Charles B. Dean Creek. 
I hope I'm not saying that wrong. That story really fucked me. Yeah, up. she passed yeah. away like recently. Like yeah, it was like late, a month ago, end of August. Um, Damn. yeah, that fucked me up. I know. I and was she like, was great they get, too. They got the Palm Door before that though. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I don't want to shit on this if it was like a sympathy <laughs> Palm Door. Yeah, yeah. No, but this is. But palm it's door. definitely not a sympathy Palm Door. This is the most Palm Door shit I've ever this seen. This is Palm Door core to its core. Yeah, Truly. I actually here's my prediction. Sometime before this decade's over, there will be a Palm Door movie about a stuffy, rich European filmmaker who makes an anti-capitalist movie. Right. Yeah, that's the next one. And it's going to parody all of the rich people at Cannes patting themselves on the back for liking the anti-capitalist message. That's coming up. Trust me. You might be right. Yeah. Um, and Brody was right about this. Brody I know every, spot on. Everybody thinks like Brody's going insane or whatever, but I actually didn't read his review in full. Um before seeing the movie but like he says something in his in the opening of his article that i was like all right i can i can count on on dick brody for this one all right we're just getting started that's not even halfway done the episode there's so much more where that came from we go the fucking as always i mean you heard this much you read the description you know how much more we have to talk about so to hear the rest, go to patreon.com slash the ion pack. That's www.patreon.com slash the ion pack for five bucks or more. You can you can do more. That would be sick if you did. Um, but for five bucks, you can hear the rest and you can hear countless other insane heat episodes. So patreon.com slash the ion pack. You already know. Patreon.